And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast you've all been waiting for, Legacy Story with Adam Solomini. Thank you very much. What a warm welcome. All right, let's get right into it, shall we? Hello, my name is Adam Solomini, and this is my podcast, Legacy Story. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to rekindle your own legacy story memories and ignite a desire to create more. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have the 4th of July coming up, Independence Day. So today's episode is going to be some fun facts, many of which you probably do not know. I certainly did not know quite a few of these. So we're going to cover some interesting and fun facts about Independence Day. So buckle up, we're going to hit this fast and furious. And no, I'm not mentioning a certain movie that just came out for the... uh, thousandth time i think i don't even think i've watched an entire fast and furious but i went with the saying not with the movie but i digress did you know that john adams thought july 2nd would actually be independence day even though the written declaration of independence was dated and approved on july 4th the national archives notes that the second continental congress voted for independence from great britain on july 2nd 1776. The finalized copy of the document wasn't signed by Congress members until a month later on August 2nd, 1776. There are actually copies of the Declaration of Independence. There are hundreds of copies and uh, they were made to be sent across the colonies. These copies are referred to as Dunlop broadsides. One of these broadsides happened to be found inside a $4 picture frame someone purchased at a flea market. In 2001, that broadside sold for $8.1 million. Here's an interesting fact. The only two signers of the Declaration of Independence who later served as President of the United States were John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Let's keep moving on with the John Adams theme that we seem to be on. John Adams wasn't actually happy about the choice of dates. On July 3rd, 1776, John Adams, who wrote a letter to his wife, Abigail, telling her how excited he was that Congress had voted in favor of independence. The second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America, he declared. He was so firm in his belief that July 2nd was the correct day on which to celebrate American independence that he refused to appear at 4th of July events as a matter of principle. Now, we declared independence in 1776. However, we had been actually working on our independence for years. Just for quick reference, in 1773, the Boston Tea Party took place as a protest against British taxation of colonial tea. In 1774, the First Continental Congress began meeting to discuss what to do about Britain's imposing unfair laws on the colonies. In 1775, the Revolutionary War began. It actually began on April 19th, to be exact, and commenced with the battles at Lexington and Concord, Massachusetts. 
the Revolutionary War would continue until 1783 with America's victory at Yorktown, New York. Now, everybody likes fireworks on the 4th of July, right? Well, John Adams may have been the first to suggest fireworks. Fireworks on the 4th of July dates back to 1777, the first anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. On July 5th, 1777, the Pennsylvania Evening Post reported that, quote, There was a grand exhibition of fireworks which began and concluded with 13 rockets on the comets, and the city was beautifully illuminated, end quote. A few more interesting facts about the Declaration of Independence. There is text on the back of the original Declaration of Independence. It says, Original Declaration of Independence dated 4th July 1776. It is written on the bottom and upside down and is believed to be a label as the declaration was often rolled up and stored. Eight of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence were born in Britain. The oldest signer of the declaration was Benjamin Franklin, who was 70 when he signed it. The two youngest signers of the document were Thomas Lynch Jr. and Edward Rutledge, who were 26 at the time of signing. Only two men signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4, 1776, Charles Thompson and the infamous John Hancock. Did you know that news of the Declaration of Independence started riots? On the night of July 4th, citizens of Philadelphia ripped King George III's coat of arms from the state house door and threw it into a bonfire. In the Bowling Green section of Manhattan on July 9th, military personnel and colonists tore down a statue of King George III and melted it into musket balls. In Savannah, citizens even held a fake funeral for the king when the news finally reached them in August. The first Independence Day celebration took place in Philadelphia on July 8, 1776. This was also the day that the Declaration of Independence was first read in public after people were summoned by the ringing of the Liberty Bell. The White House held its first 4th of July party in 1801. Now, there are about 320 million people in the United States of America, in 1776, there were 2.5 million people living in the United States. Oh, uh, speaking of the Liberty Bell, every 4th of July, the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia is tapped, not actually rung, but tapped 13 times in honor of the original 13 colonies. In one of Thomas Jefferson's earlier drafts of the Declaration of Independence, he called slavery a cruel war against human nature and denounced King George III for creating and sustaining the slave trade. The language was deleted from the final version, yet his draft condemned the slave trade. Though she's not an official signer, Mary Catherine Goddard, who was commissioned by Congress to print copies of the important document, added her name below the original signers. Though it's not clear why she included her name, Goddard was a well-known patriot and one of the first women publishers and postmasters in the young country. One signee actually later recanted the Declaration of Independence. Richard Stockton, a lawyer from New Jersey, became the only signer of the Declaration of Independence to recant his support. Of course, this happened after being captured by the British in November 1776 and thrown in jail. 
After years of abusive treatment and his recanting of loyalties, Stockton was released to find all of his property destroyed or stolen by the British. Did you know that the Declaration of Independence was written on a laptop? Well, not a modern laptop, but Thomas Jefferson did draft the Declaration of Independence on a writing desk that could fit over one's lap. This device was referred to at the time as a laptop. Fourth of July is also a time for parades. The country's oldest Fourth of July parade is in Rhode Island, Bristol, Rhode Island to be exact. The town even has an official Fourth of July website which posts updates about the celebration, a celebration that has been happening since 1785. Now because the Revolutionary War was raging on, George Washington celebrated Independence Day in 1778 by ordering a double ration of rum for American soldiers to celebrate the holiday. Something I definitely did not know is that in New England, people eat salmon on the 4th of July. Interesting. Massachusetts was the first to make Independence Day a holiday, and they did so on July 3rd, 1781. Let's talk fireworks. Everybody loves fireworks on 4th of July. We've made it a tradition here in Texas. Uh, there's a certain hill that we go and park on in the middle of a field, and we can see one large show right in front of us and a few others as we make a 360-degree turn. Now, America loves fireworks. According to the American Pyrotechnics Association, Americans spend more than $1 billion on fireworks each year. Be careful, though, because only 10% of that is set off by professionals, which probably accounts for the estimated 13,000 firework-related emergency room visits across the country. Now, on Independence Day, a lot of people are focusing on the flag. You see a lot of flags flying all over your neighborhood, at businesses, during celebrations, of course. So I have to include this interesting fact about the flag as we know it, the 50-star flag. Did you know that the designer of the 50-star flag lived in Lancaster, Ohio? That's not the interesting part. You see, in 1958, a history teacher assigned a class assignment to redesign the national flag as both Alaska and Hawaii neared statehood. Robert G. Heft, who was 16 at the time, designed a new flag using the old 48-star flag and $2.87 worth of blue cloth and white iron-on material. His design earned him a B-. And as you can imagine, he wasn't happy about that. So he decided to send it to Washington, D.C. to be considered by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. According to his obituary, Heft was one of thousands to submit a flag design, but he was the only person who actually stitched together a flag and shipped it to D.C. Once his flag was selected, his grade was rightfully changed to an A. His design became the official flag in 1960. Oh man, you can't, you can't forget barbecues. Barbecues are big on 4th of July, right? Barbecues is also, I mean, it's big during the summer. Like, for instance, 7 billion hot dogs are expected to be eaten during the summer season from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Out of that, 150 million hot dogs are expected to be eaten over the 4th of July holiday. Yum, yum, yum. How do you like your hot dogs? I mean, I think I'm pretty traditional, you know, mustard, ketchup, relish. Now that's a good hot dog. Chili dog, gotta love a good chili dog. My question to you, the listeners, what is the most exotic hot dog 
that you've ever had. I look forward to hearing from you. Alright, enough about hot dogs. Back to the 4th of July, our Independence Day. Uh, did you know that there was only one president born on the 4th of July? That president was Calvin Coolidge. Three presidents actually have died on the 4th of July. Fifty years after the Declaration of Independence was finalized, former U.S. Presidents Thomas Jefferson and John Adams reportedly died just hours apart. Exactly five years later, James Monroe reportedly became the third U.S. President to die on the 4th of July. Although another president, President Zachary Taylor, didn't die on Independence Day like Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and James Monroe, he did die as a result of a 4th of July party. President Taylor reportedly contracted foodborne cholera after eating spoiled cherries on July 4, 1850, and died five days later. Keeping on with some more grim news, during the first Independence Day following the end of the Civil War, a celebratory firecracker reportedly started the Great Fire of 1866 in Portland, Maine. This fire destroyed 1,800 buildings and left 10,000 people homeless. On the 20th anniversary of Independence Day, Paul Revere and Samuel Adams laid the cornerstone for the Massachusetts State House in Boston. They also decided to bury a copper time capsule beneath the cornerstone. That time capsule was finally dug up by state officials in 2014. The time capsule's contents included newspapers, coins, a silver plate, and a copper medal engraved with George Washington's image. Into the mid-19th century, artillery salutes and cannon blasts defined the 4th of July celebrations. For over 40 years, the Macy's 4th of July fireworks show has been blasting off more than 75,000 individual shells and costs the giant retailer about $6 million. Did you know that Denmark hosts the largest 4th of July celebration outside of the United States? Of all of the major holidays in the United States, the 4th of July generates the highest amount of beer sales. Americans reportedly spend about $7 billion on food for the 4th of July. What are your plans for the 4th of July? Are you going to barbecue? Are you going to go to fireworks? Are you going to eat a hot dog? Drink a beer? Well, whatever it is, I hope that you take some time that day and just recognize that this is Independence Day the beginning of this great nation and the catalyst of the freedoms that many of us take advantage of. So enjoy your weekend, have a great celebration, and stay safe out there. Well, that's it for today's episode of Legacy Story. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider donating. You can donate via Cash App at dollar sign in financer. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, don't forget to follow me on social media at Your Legacy Story, except for Twitter, which is The Legacy Story, and at Infinancer. If you're interested in changing your trajectory with regards to personal finance, you can book a free discovery session with me at Infinancer.com. I-N-F-I-N-A-N-C-E-R.com. Until next time, ciao.